Yo, welcome to the Meet and Three Leadership Podcast. If it's your first time to the table, welcome, welcome. Glad that you decided to join us. Pull up a seat, grab a plate, make yourself at home. And I hope you brought your appetite because you know how we do it in the Carolinas. We eat good around here. The investment is doable and the portions are generous. So if you leave hungry, that's on you. This is the first episode of season two. This is the return of the Meet and Three Leadership Podcast. And man, I've got to tell you, I've been encouraged by so many of y'all. I've gone back and forth over whether or not I should just, you know, like, man, that was a good season of doing the podcasts and, you know, the guests and whatnot. And it was a really good time. But what I what I need to uh, I need to express, at least in this moment right now, is, you know, I still have a lot of things that I have wanted to do and still could see happening with this podcast. And I'm still trying to figure a lot of that out. But I think one of the things that I have learned probably in the last year is, hey, just do it. It's not going to be perfect when you're in the middle of the process, when you're when you're rowing the boat, when you're sailing the boat, if you will. But learning to fix the boat as you go. And this podcast is definitely one of those examples. And from the bottom of my heart, I greatly appreciate all the support that I've gotten um, over the past year, year and a half um, on this podcast. And I am very fortunate to say um, that we are back with the Meet and Three Leadership Podcast. I am very excited for this first guest. Um, dear friend of mine, we'll talk more about it in, in the podcast, but uh, me and him were in college together. We were at Clemson and he's He's a great friend. Um, he's one of those guys that um, supported me in this podcast and would told me would tell me that he was listening. And um, I knew a little bit of his story and I knew that I wanted to get him on. So I definitely reached back out to him when I was thinking about this. And I was like, man, I think Dawson would be a perfect person. One of the first uh, people that I get back when I start this back up. And lo and behold, we got our schedules worked out and Man, it's it's actually phenomenal. This this recording was actually probably about probably about a month ago, um, but you know it's still very relevant, and I think there's a lot of things to be taken from Dawson's story. So, without further ado, please welcome to the table, Dawson Powers. Dawson, welcome to the podcast, brother. How you doing? Thanks, Brian. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing real good, man. Obviously, uh, you know, when I started thinking of um, wanting to revive the podcast, I'm thinking of, you know, people within my circle of friends that um, may have similar stories, but also may have unique perspectives. And um, I think, honestly, seeing you on one of the sidelines uh, yeah, at one of the it. games, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, man, I got to get Dawson. Like, that'd be, that'd be great. Honestly, so. I think it was like a game last year. I think I made a comment saying that, like, oh, I see you started a podcast. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I'd like, love to have you on it. Yep. And then <laughs> initially, but, I, was, I think I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't really feel like mm-hmm. I'd have too much to say, but... I mean, maybe so. Man, we'll you know, it's it. I mean, one of the beautiful things about the podcast as a whole is just being able to hear people's journeys and people's right. perspectives. And right. obviously, we were talking about this before we went on, you know, on on the 
air, I guess technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but just like, you know, documenting our journey, you know, documenting journeys and just, you know, Gary Vee does that a lot and just, you know, so I think sometimes when you can create a space to hear people's stories, hear people's, right. you know, um, perspectives on stuff and, um, you know, it always can come up with a lot of special insight that maybe you don't necessarily think that you have to share just like, oh, like, if you were put in front of a class, all right, Dawson, share something about, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. your experience. But yeah. sometimes when you're just having a conversation, just things just naturally come out. Yeah, I think, like, just general conversations, like one-on-one, -on -one, things mm -hmm. are going to come out that, you know, maybe friends in your network aren't necessarily going to, like, hear about and know about you, like you said, in your journey. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you get a one-on-one -on -one conversation. There's room for that to, like, potentially come out Yeah. more so as, like, a bigger setting and... Yeah, people can learn some stuff. So, so as is customary on the Meet and Three Leadership Podcast, I have to ask you: Do you remember the first time we met? Setting-wise, I would say it would be Clemson FCA. That would probably somewhere. Have been my guess. Yeah, Some, somewhere. I mean, obviously, like you played basketball, at Clemson. We were mm -hmm. in school at the same time, yep. so I probably knew of you before you even knew who I was. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because. Uh, I was a big Clemson basketball fan, still am. Was mm -hmm. going to every game as a student, pretty much. So, um, yeah, probably from there, I think just we had some of the same friend circles, I guess, at yep. Clemson FCA and got to hang out a good bit. Yeah, most definitely. In different settings. So, it's been like a decade now. It's yep. pretty crazy. And it's, it's been, it has been good. And it just, like you said, just, you know, mutual friend, just kind of, you know, staying in contact, loose connection, social media, but then also, me being back in Clemson yeah, and you still yeah, yeah. being around here as well. Um, you know, we still are able, we cross paths enough, yeah, you know, yeah. even now. I think, yeah, the sad thing is, I was going to say, like, even though I've seen you recently on the football sidelines or whatever it may be, like, just in passing and you make quick small talks, like, yeah, we live in the same town. We haven't, like, actually, like, hung out and, like, caught up. Yeah. I mean, so what better than what I write, better write place to do it than do it on a podcast <laughs> yeah. so the world can hear? Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, for anybody else who has never met you or, or not familiar with your work, you know, how would you introduce yourself? Well, uh, Clemson alum, and my background is in marketing. And I guess for the past about ten years or so, I. When I was a student at Clemson, I started working in the sports industry doing marketing, operations, promotions. Um, and then from there, I got into the media side of things by the time I graduated and became a photographer for the athletic department at Clemson. And that just kind of spurred on into creating my own business. And um, I do weddings and lifestyle portrait work, um, but also I really kind of started with photography and sports. Um, and Clemson has given me opportunities over the years, which has been great. I just contract for them essentially, um, but I've been doing that now since 2011, hey. and I'm on my I guess like eighth or ninth football season now. Yeah, so it's been a really fun ride to be a part of. Um, and yeah, yeah. So. so take me back. Where did the love for photography did oh let's start there so you said you have a marketing background which came first the love of marketing and sports information or love of photography and creativity 
or was it kind of all the same? I think it was just a blend of things. Um, like for a while, I think I really was dead set on working in the sports industry. And then after doing it for a while, I was like, uh, the work schedule's like pretty tough, yeah. nights and weekends. So mm -hmm. I was not like as long-term driven to make that happen per se. Mm -hmm. And I think ever since I was like in high school, I had like a passion to be creating, I think, Music was my outlet for that while I was in high school. Yeah. And once I got to college, that kind of like phased out um, just because I didn't have the opportunities and like network people to like really create music per se. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I was like, I need to have a creative outlet somewhere, somehow. Sure. Like you just like, it'll gnaw at you until you find it, I yep. think. And that kind of became the media side of things yeah. for however reason I didn't plan on it happening it just like kind of happened and I gave photography a try and mm -hmm. before I know it I'm like on the sidelines that comes some football game shooting um and so from there it just kind of just spurred on to other different genres of photography um and I really just like yeah I felt like very fulfilled and enjoyed doing it and it gave me a lot of joy so and it still does so yeah yeah um Talk to me how, because how, I'm pretty sure somebody listening probably has the same question I'm about to ask. How do you get your foot in the door in something <laughs> like that? Because obviously, here we go, and, and me and you yeah, will appreciate, I, be, being yeah. alums will appreciate what I'm about to say. Clemson football hasn't always been Clemson football. Right. You know what I'm and saying? And I, I think I, I'm like thankful in that I had like the transition period to where I got to see like what was just before this. Mm -hmm. like when I was in school, it was like the tail end of Tommy Bowden's right. like time at Clemson. And so like I, yeah, we went through a lot of like really tough <laughs> football seasons and then yeah. we transitioned to Dabo Sweeney mm -hmm. and obviously like the steady climb. Um, and so I was like really fortunate to get on is like, I mean, our athletic department now like has position internships and a lot of great opportunities for students. When I was in, when I was in school, didn't really have that. I networked with some people in the athletic department through my marketing position. Um, and so I knew enough people to where they kind of created a photography internship for me, um, mm -hmm. more or less. And from there, I just like grew my network and I stuck around and um, I feel like I became more of a valuable asset with what I was able to produce. And so thankfully, like they still have me and like asked me to like st still shoot and cover games. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it would be, like, a shame to miss out on, like, the success of sure. the football program right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm really thankful, like, out of all times for me to be doing this, mm -hmm. it's, like, wow, the team is so good. And getting to document that, I think, like, history-wise, like, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, it's going to mm -hmm. be really cool to look back and yeah. have those images and memories. So. That's cool. Who are some of the people who kind of guided you in those initial steps and trying to figure out, you know, what does, what, what do you want an image by Dawson Powers to look like? Or how do you even get to that point of like, all right, this is how um, I see the game. This is what I want to try to capture. And obviously, you know, we talked about this in, as well, you know, volume helps, you know what I mean? Just getting a lot of shots. Right, you so know you're familiar enough to, like, narrow it down. Mm -hmm. But, like, I guess who were some of the people who just kind of guided you just in the process initially, getting your foot in the door, yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. you know, opportunities? So, 
learning when to say no. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? a, that's, a, that's a big thing too, as like, you're starting out, you kind of like take whatever you can get, like experience mm -hmm. wise, it's like good to, you know, put yourself in tough situations that you might not be as comfortable with with shooting, but at the same time, like, yeah, at some point, it's like hard to keep taking on all those small things to where mm -hmm. you gotta be more selective um, as you get more busy with the work you have. Um, yeah, as far as some people, well, I will say Will Vandervoort, he works at ClemsonInsider.com now. He yep. kind of gave me my first opportunity as like, hey, do you want to like help us mm -hmm. photograph? At the time, he was working for the athletic department at Clemson. Yeah. Um, along with his, the staff photographer, Rex Brown. Mm -hmm. So I kind of joined them as like a student shooter. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, from that, like I learned a lot. I was like shooting on really minimal gear. Um, and then just once you're, you know, shooting these different venues, you're just going to meet people, whether you mm -hmm. like it or not. Like they're doing the same stuff you are. They've got yep. a ton of experience. So from there, I'd say like one of my biggest inspirations is probably uh, Bart Boatwright. He's been a photographer in the area for like over 20 years. Um, yeah. Very very esteemed sports photographer regionally in this area too. Um, but I think like watching guys that are really experienced and seeing like their takeaway and trying to just like, you know, asking questions, like how they do stuff, watching what they do and then seeing the product that they yeah. are putting out there. Just, yeah, it gives you inspiration and it makes you think like, hey, like what are the next steps for me to be able to like get to that level? Mm -hmm. um, so from there, and just like I think studying a lot of other photographers' work, um, just online, sports-wise for me was like a big stepping stone to like take up my my product. Um, so yeah. Okay. With uh, you know, you talk about how you kind of had a passion for sports, you still have it, but you found yourself, you know, doing lifestyle photos, weddings, things like that. How do you kind of pivot? Like, what what does it what does a pivot look like? You know, when you have become you know essentially one of the guys you know within sports within Clemson sports. You know, as far as pictures and images. You know, how do you how do you start to get work outside of that? So first, it's yeah, you know, you're getting work. You're trying to yeah, find those specific things that helped me like make a name and like reputation for myself like mm -hmm. through my network initially was sports and I really didn't intend on getting into the other side as much initially but sure. I think like financially I was like okay sports photography not gonna cut it it's not where the money is yeah. in in uh media unfortunately so I was like yeah I gotta try to find other ways to where I can like use my camera and make money um and let's see for me initially too, the challenge was, okay, how can I do both well and yeah. at a certain scale that's just like, it makes sense. Cause I think the industry has a lot of people that are like really good at one or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very challenging to be good at both yep. and to be respected in it just mm -hmm. because like style wise, they're just like so different the way you sure. approach everything. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think I've like, over time I've slowly gotten better as a shooter for like lifestyle and weddings and engagements and everything and I think mm -hmm. the same goes with that as I said before it's you know look at the market like what they're producing and find your inspirations for other people and 
it's definitely going to force you to grow as you try to learn and get on their level per se. Um, yeah. But yeah. Knowing what you yeah. knowing what you know now, if you could have a conversation with 2010, 2011 Dawson Powers, what would you would you what kind of insight would you share? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Hmm. I think I would, like making the most out of your opportunities at, when you're like in college and a student. I think is like one of the biggest things. I think I did that, but I wish I would have broadened my like reach more into other potential um, avenues. Because I think like like I'm passionate about photography, but at the same time like I'm learning that the more you try like different avenues. Um, whether they work or not, like you're gonna find other things you're passionate about, and when you're younger too, I think it's like, you know, just keep trying stuff and like see what sticks and like what's gonna resonate with you. And I think I I found a lot of what I was passionate about like in college, but I think there was probably even more um, that could have created opportunities from if I would have really like dug into that. But I don't have any regrets as far as like what I've gotten to do and what I've made happen for myself because it's taken a lot of work on the back end to get where I am and yeah. like now I have the opportunity I, I try to be aggressive and shoot for a lot of ACC and SEC schools mm-hmm. that need um, content coverage in the area when they're playing Clemson and other yeah. sports um, so it's just gave me like a huge opportunity to network with other schools and different sports information directors at other schools and you get referrals and yeah it's just like uh, I found that to be like a really big blessing to see how just like your reputation and your quality of work can really go a long way in the industry and mm-hmm. um, it's just really cool to see how like the domino effect of that has played out so yeah well before before we started rolling you were telling me about just how especially working in sports you know it's kind of um you know the 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 bucket list gig you know in yeah. some aspects you know yeah. just like you you cross off you know different <laughs> venues and different teams and yep. you know all these different things that you get a chance to do i'm curious what are some of the ones that have been crossed off your bucket list um and then what are still remaining if you could yeah from a clemson standpoint i mean <laughs> it's hard to ask for much more I've, like I, I don't know that yeah. there's much more from a clemson yeah, standpoint because <laughs> you've done you yeah did. I've, I've done every playoff game and national championship we've yep. been in and honestly like <laughs> since, since, since like, you've been born like because obviously you didn't do 1981 <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't right, the playoffs yeah. then. Right, so right. But in this era yeah. of college I got football, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time that Clemson has been to the college football playoffs, yeah. the national championships, yeah, it's been like a chaotic, Yeah, how do you get there? Because I'm not like, I'm not somebody that like gets to fly with the team or anything. So it's like, just a, oh yeah, like we won the first semifinal game. Now I got to like book a flight to like, mm-hmm. Arizona and that's and like part, California and that's the so. part that I don't think a lot of people realize is like they just think everything's covered for you but yeah, like you have yeah. to invest into it as well right and like we have and we have like a really talented like group of students and mm-hmm. um, staff members and everybody wants to like get to work those big stage games obviously sure and so not everybody gets to um, 
but yeah it's just like for me too like I've had to like make my own financial investments to be able to like shoot some things mm-hmm. in the end and I don't regret them at all because yeah. it's like the experience yeah. is yeah you just can't beat it so um, but yeah as far as like going back to your question games that they're still kind of on that bucket list um, college wise I would love to shoot NCAA tournament basketball okay. have not done that really okay yeah it's like I don't know I've had close opportunities it just hasn't worked out and then I've never really shot any pro sporting events mm. um, and I think the end of that meaning hey like one day to shoot like I mean football like Super Bowl is kind of far-fetched but you never know um a World Series, I think the Olympics would be like one of the coolest things to shoot yeah. just because of you have this array of sports that you don't normally have the opportunity right. to even like view as a spectator. Like yep. shooting them would be a lot of fun. And especially at that level, you know, yeah, what I'm like yeah. the world's greatest. Right. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I think really it's to get those opportunities, it's all about like who, who you shoot for. And mm-hmm. I think being published in certain terms is all mm-hmm. about who you shoot for as well and where they're using the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some regional work for USA Today and I've gotten some neat opportunities with that over the years. But yeah, it's like most people that hold those gigs, it's like they, they're they just, you know, they hold on to those assignments for so many years because yeah. they're really like specific in particular and they don't want to give them up. Sure. And everybody has like regional freelancers mm-hmm. and they're not like full-time staffers for the most part. So yeah, people just like eat up those gigs whenever they can get them and yeah. <laughs> don't want to give them up. So what's been the coolest place where you saw one of your pictures and you were like, whoa, yeah, I shot that. <laughs> um, let's see. Gosh. I've had a couple photos on billboards on okay. the interstate. Those are definitely being, <laughs> like, yeah, they raise some eyebrows when you're, when you're driving down the road and see that. Um, I'm trying to think. Most recently, at the national championship in uh, California, I had this huge scaled photo I don't even know like how you would I mean basically it was in a convention center Mm -hmm. um at the like college football playoff fan fest there was a photo in there that I had no idea was going to be used and it was basically the scale of like from floor to ceiling um, oh wow taken up like (laughs) yeah and I had no idea uh, it was going to be used and so I'm like walking in there I'm like wait a minute that photo looks familiar so that's one of the cool things about like who I shoot for with athletics. It's like I turn in my photos and I don't really know how they're going to be used. Sure. So whenever you get like surprised like that, it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool because your photos just kind of get passed around and used in different ways. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a big shocker. And probably my biggest, and I knew about this, but my like biggest kind of accomplishment as far as work getting published was um, I had the front page photo for the sports section of USA Today Mm. several years ago. Um, They did a feature on Clemson's 1981 national championship coach, Danny Ford. Mm -hmm. And I got asked to shoot the feature for them at his house. And at the time, I didn't know, like, what the extent of the feature was going to be. Like, I figured it would be published online. Like, that's Mm -hmm. it. 
So I'd, I'd do a shoot on like a Tuesday, I think it was, and then like two days later, like I turned in my photos and everything, and just like you just kind of wait and see what happens. Yep. And then the actual physical paper like comes out. Um, that Thursday they run the story, and I go pick up a copy, and it's on the front page of the sports section. Wow. And yeah, like nationally being published in that kind of medium was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty overwhelming to like kind of look back on, <laughs> say like all the photos you've taken you get to that point where you have something like published all over the country is really special so yeah and, it, and it's really cool you know to hear even along the way and especially knowing you you know that I, we've known each other over the last few years you know what I'm saying like it's just it's cool to see when exactly like you said like you started out working in athletics right, and then right. just to see you know You've been, you've just basically been consistent on the platform yeah, yeah, that yeah. you've been on. Right. But you know, with Clemson athletics getting the recognition, it's right. starting to get that's, nationally. Yeah, that's giving me like a huge platform to be able to like get yeah. my work out there, and I'm like really thankful for that. Yeah. Um, the timing of it's pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah. I kind of cut you off. No, all good. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, and and along the way, you continue to grow, you continue to sharpen your craft. So I right. guess. Um, one of the last questions would be where do you what do you kind of what are you working on now with something that you because you talk about like, like trying different things yeah yeah also, yeah um growing. yeah so i started doing video more so this past year trying to add it to my skill set and i think like bottom line is long term i know i don't want to like just do photography mm-hmm. like my my background is in marketing so i think with like digital content creation is like what I'm really passionate about and as it relates to like photo video there's like a lot of you know crossover with that and so I added video to my skill set to where I got like confident enough with last year so at this point I'm just trying to like get a feel for what what's next and um I you know I don't know like the sports industry like really does wane on you like after a while and yeah um long term it's just like you have to be in the right season of life to continue oh yeah <laughs> working in it um so yeah, I'm just kind of at a crossroads, I think, right now, trying to see like what might be next with um, my abilities and what I've done and like what I want to challenge myself with moving forward. So we'll see. Gotcha. Well, hey, I've really enjoyed the time. Uh, this has been fun. We'll definitely have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good, man. I appreciate uh, you asking me to be on it. I know oh, this is kind of kicking off the, yeah. the new, I guess, season two, yep. if you will, season of the podcast. Two. So. Yep. so. Rocking and rolling, man, and like I said, if uh, you know me, man, I, I, I love, I love seeing people express themselves creatively, and, yeah, absolutely, and generally, and just, um, but I think also just getting that behind, you know, the, the scenes, you know, kind of right. like what 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 makes them tick, what makes somebody, you know, want to pursue something like this, right? You know, what I mean, and I. I, I with it being a leadership podcast, a lot of times people are like, well, you know, like I'm not always, you know, interviewing people in leadership positions, but I'm also learning, especially, and I think one of the things that I've personally learned in this season between season one and season two is just uh, before you can lead anybody else, you got to lead yourself. Right. And it starts with knowing what you're good at, you know, what you're passionate about, you know, and what you're pursuing, because ultimately... If you're leading somebody else, it helps for you to know, to some degree, which direction you're going. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I enjoy having these conversations. So yeah. by all means, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I'll definitely be looking out for all that you're going to be putting out. I enjoy following your work and content musically and yeah. all kind of different avenues you have going. So. Definitely. Uh, also, just <laughs> I, I'll tell you on air in front of everybody, and I've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but music's starting to come back a little bit too. So It's all that. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun season to be in, and I feel like personally I am I'm in probably one of my better – spaces of, that I've been ever in my life and just awesome. a lot of a lot of growth mentally emotionally spiritually and um yeah excited excited to kind of hit the ground running back with this podcast again so once sweet again, yeah thank you. so thanks man that about wraps it up for this episode of the meeting three leadership podcast big thanks to Dawson for coming on and sharing his insight man I love that brother thankful for his story and Man, I just I'm really excited for um, kind of what is to come with this podcast. Um, God's kind of stirring in my heart, as I kind of alluded to at the end of the episode, a lot of a few different things creatively. But I think I have a better pace of how to be able to do this podcast. And um, one of the things I struggle with is going too fast, too far or too quickly, Um, trying to do too much at at once. And. I'm thankful just to have just people in my life to be able to speak into me and say, hey, yeah, this is something you got to work on. But at the same time, don't just um, neglect your gifts. So there's a freebie just at the end of the episode for you. But um, like I said, just very thankful for y'all. I am excited. Um, Be sure to tag me on social media. Let me know what your favorite part is. Um, If there's somebody who you think I should interview please reach out. I'm, I'm always interested in hearing people's stories and just diving deep into some conversations. But um, for the time being, the uh, this particular episode is over. Y'all have a good day, good week, wherever this episode is hitting you. And until next time, take care and God bless.